Zero. things to be sad about in this last lap around the Big 12. I would say pretty much at the top of this list, TJ, is visiting Manhattan, getting to hear the Wabash Cannonball and see their students, both football, basketball, live and in person. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss it a lot. Our last opportunity in the Octagon of Doom tonight, and we welcome in one of the all-time great guys, Stan Weber. Good morning, Stan. How are you today? I'm doing great, Toby. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, my friend. Boy, you guys have had an interesting week, Stan. Or maybe I should say Jerome Tang has had an interesting week. Yes. Uh, the Cats went on the road for two games against ranked opponents, two teams that are undefeated at home. And it was a, a wild and crazy ride for a lot of reasons. The weather was so tremendously bad. And so when K-State played against Iowa State, uh, they couldn't even fly out of Des Moines, Iowa, and get to their next stop. And he decided to just go straight to Houston and make it a long, like, NBA road trip. And then Houston, the most points they've given up in any game to an opponent at home is 55 points. So you just run into an unbelievable defensive group there. And then in between there, uh, there's all kinds of excitement. Iowa State jumped all over K-State, looked great, hit the three ball, which they don't normally do by 12 at the half, but K-State came back, was the better team in the second half, tied the game five different times, including right during the last four minutes of the game, but couldn't get over the hump. The emotions started getting high. Jerome Tang was pointing over me. You know, we're lucky enough to sit right down there by the bench, but he's closer to midcourt in the coaching box and pointing over and talking to the officials, and all of a sudden, T.J. Otzelberger's not happy with him. You know, stopping the game or talking to the officials or getting too close to the half court or whatever. And then they're starting to look at each other and talk. And I thought, man, it's Billy Tubbs and Norm Stewart again talking to each other. You know, it's the old big eight days. And so I wasn't sure what's going on. And so that kind of popped up and everyone wonders what the heck. But yet Jerome Tang has never said what he was talking about. And then they go on to Houston. And after the game, he got his second technical in a row, and he got a guy you'd expect to get technical. So he got a technical at Iowa State, and it was it was less than four minutes left. So he was kind of shaking his head like, really? This game's really close, and you're going to call a technical on me from clear at the other end of the court, not in anybody's face. And then at Houston, same thing. Official way down at the other end, turn around and give him a technical, and they asked him about it after 10 minutes of media coverage, just hang pretty open and happy and talking about how great Houston is, all of a sudden he mentions the officials and 
here we go again. So Jerome Tang started his news conference yesterday apologizing, saying I shouldn't talk about the officials in the post game, and there's there's outlets to do that, and I will do that going forward and those kind of things. So yeah, it's been it's pretty calm around the team, but from everyone else looking at the team, it's like oh my gosh, Jerome Tang, what's going on? Even though he's like the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> You know, there's like no Lon shame. Kruger. You know Lon Kruger. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. That's for sure. I think Lon got uh, one technical in the entire decade he was the coach at OU, and that technical I think was on actually on Kevin on the bench, and Lon took credit for him, <laughs> took credit for it to protect Kevin. But, uh, no, I got you. It, there's no shame in losing at Hilton Coliseum. There's no shame in, in losing to Houston. They may win the national championship this year. Did you feel like? k-state comes into tonight playing pretty good basketball or is there anything last week that you feel like well they they got to get better at this or they're on a slippery slope here of going on a losing streak well the biggest trend line that they have right now is that they have not been very good rebounding to basketball and they started the year with that mode and really emphasize it and then to define job in fact they're one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the country and so they were doing a good job there and then cleaning the boards on the defensive end. But if you go to the last three games, that's not been the case. And it's been a big factor. Obviously, that's what Houston does. 40% of their misses turn into offensive rebounds. So, you know, that could just be a Houston thing, but it really isn't when K-State has had it happen multiple games. Now, the thing that you might look at when you guys evaluate K-State for the one game we're going to get to play against each other, and you go, oh, my gosh, K-State turns over the basketball basically 15 times a game, worse than the Big 12. That's got to be the Achilles heel. The fact is, that's just been a part of the K-State team this year. One way or another, they've said we want to reduce the turnovers, and it hasn't happened. They just continue on. So you look at the whole K-State team and the results and what they've done, and you really can't factor that in because they win when they turn it over. They may lose, but it's not the reason. So they need to clean up their offensive rebounding. I mean, their defensive rebounding, not giving the opponent second-chance shots. And now it's just looking deep in your heart. I know Oklahoma's lost two games in a row, four of six. K-State's lost their last two games, three of five. You know, this is a tough conference, and these are two good basketball teams, but finding that confidence level and being able to go out and forget the last game or two and come out and freshly play, that's the thing I think the burden is on both these teams. They both just need to play their game, and they'll be in good shape, but who can do that the best? We are aware of Cam Carter from last year. But, you know, he was a relative role player with Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel and that Elite Eight team that Kansas State had a year ago. What has he done this year to, uh, you know, to step up so massively? I mean, he's averaging over 16 points a game. He's having a fantastic season. Toby, you said it so well. He was a starter last year, did some really nice things. But he was a guy that just waited to get his shots, and they didn't come that often. So he didn't score. Uh, very many points. This year offseason, Jerome Tang did a very good job of saying, hey, just because you had this role last year doesn't mean that that's what we think you do. It just happened to be what you needed to do for that team as a youngster. He immediately said things have changed tremendously. There's a lot of points that were scored by those stars that are playing right now in the CBA. Uh, just get after it and get ready to be a scorer. And he told him to work on it, be confident. He wants to see him put up shots. And Jerome Tank just set the tone perfectly in the beginning of offseason about this is what I portray you being, you being our go-to guy to score the basketball. And it's a great compliment to Cam Carter that he's good enough to do it because obviously the opponents now are looking and saying, who do we need to stop? And it's Cam Carter. 
but he's flourished. He really has a, a capability to still be very patient. He doesn't force his shot. He may not have any points in the first 10 minutes of the game, yet he's playing defense, rebounding, doing everything that you could imagine. And then when he gets his chance, he's a pretty good three-ball shooter. He can drive the ball to the basket and take the physicality. He was the only guy in the first half. K-State didn't score for five and a half minutes against Houston, okay? It was 11 to nothing. Cam Carter started going and driving to the basket and taking all the physicality Houston had. It was like no big deal. Finish the layup. He's one of the few guys that can do that. He doesn't get bothered if you want to bump him or try to get get him off his game. He just kind of calmly keeps playing and usually gives you around that 15 points a game very consistently. So he's transformed his game. It's pretty impressive that he's able to do it as an athlete, as a player. But Jerome Tang did a good job of saying, we're not categorizing you one way. We're going to change what we, we expect from you. And he stepped in and done it. Chatting with Stan Weber, color analyst for the Kansas State Wildcats, OUK State, coming up 7 o'clock tonight here at Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan. I love Arthur Kaluma. Great portal pickup uh, out of Creighton. Tyler Perry having a good year as well. For Sooner fans listening who maybe have not seen a whole lot of K-State this year, tell them about Kaluma and Perry and how they how important they are tonight. Well, Kaluma is a wing that's a bigger guy and has great hands. So if he gets an opportunity to get his hands on the ball, when we talk about K-State not being awesome at rebounding right now, he's kind of the exception that if he gets it, it doesn't leave his hands. You don't knock it away. He has an ability to drive to the basket as well. He can shoot a guard at three. It's amazing. Like most good three-point shooters seem to have the rhythm. Like the ball comes, they take the shot before the defense closes out. He sometimes stands there, looks, thinks about driving, and then takes a shot, and you go, well, that's not very good rhythm, and then he'll rip it. So he's become a pretty good three-point shooter. Uh, he kind of does a little bit of everything for K-State, but a lot of times he'll just fade into the game, do his job, but not force the scoring. And K-State probably needs him to be a little more aggressive scoring the basketball. So if you see that version of him tonight, Toby, you're probably seeing a better version of K-State. Tyler Perry, he's a guy that came from North Texas. They won the NIT last year. He was a sharp shooter just a great three-point shooter, hits shots at the end of the, the shot clock, end of the game, a clutch type of player. At K-State, they brought in a guy named Quez Glover, who they thought would be the point guard, and then they had freshmen as well to help, and that Tyler Perry could play that off guard. But Quez got hurt and hasn't been a part of the team since the exhibition game. So Tyler Perry's had to come over and play a whole new position. So he doesn't get many chances to get catch-and-shoot opportunities because he's got the ball in his hand and he's trying to play point guard. He's done a really good job at it. You know, sometimes K-State fans are questioning, like, well, I thought he was going to give us 18 points a game and just rip threes. Why doesn't he do that? And I remind him, hey, the dude's got to run the offense, and they double-team him, and they beat, beat you up as a point guard in Big 12 basketball. He's doing a pretty good job of playing out of position and doing what he has to do to help K-State win. But it's probably not what he was made to do. So it's an interesting uh, thing for the Wildcats to have to try to use Tyler Perry. They'd love to see him shoot more. But at the point guard, he's usually distributing to someone else. So it's one of the things that's made it a challenge for K-State. And he's tried his best and is doing a pretty good job being a point guard when he really wasn't trained to be one. We saw Quez Glover two or three years ago at Florida, I believe. And uh, I can't remember if we played him in the uh, SEC Challenge or what it was, but he's going to be a good player. Okay, we'll get you out of here on this, uh, Stan. We've talked about the guards so far. Front line doesn't do as much scoring, but uh, what does it look like up front with McNair and Gasson and others, uh, the bigs for Kansas State? 
Well, David Gasson is a very fast, kind of lean, tall player. Uh, he's not going to, you know, put his butt down at the post and say, "Watch these these moves." But he's great at going and getting offensive rebounds, running the court with speed, and then on defense, he's probably as good a defender as K State has because they feel comfortable if he gets put on a point guard out top and has to guard him on a switch, they feel completely comfortable that he's not in a disadvantaged situation, plays the pick and roll really well. And McNair was kind of surprised, a late signee for K-State. He is not a guy that you want to put in a five-out situation, expect him to the bomb threes as a big guy. He's more of a traditional inside. He's really got a knack for catching the ball. So if he can get a pass to him, he can go finish. He can make some low post moves. And probably one of the biggest surprises for K-State, he may not be a star, but he's been a solid contributor doing his job very well. And the K-State team has really been better by the fact that he has come on to the Wildcats. Very interesting game tonight. A couple of teams uh, who had a rough week last week, desperately in need of a victory. 7 o'clock in the Octagon of Doom. Stan, I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you here in a little while, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks, Toby, and to all the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans and those listening, hey, I got to say what you said at the beginning. I'm going to miss not having the battles and the competition with the old Big 8 foe that has been around forever, the Oklahoma Sooners. So I know times change and you got to move on. Uh, congratulations on getting into the SEC and see what you can do there. I am all, you know, whatever happens, happens. But it's been a lot of fun. I'm going to miss playing Oklahoma, going to Oklahoma. Uh, that's going to be a big part of my life that's going to change after broadcasting for 37 years and having played football before that at K-State. So, going to miss the Sooners. Uh, Just watching them on TV will not be the same. Well said. Thank you, Stan. Take care. All right. There you go. TJ, it is true. I was thinking last night when we went to uh, Bramlage for a shoot-around. There's there's some places in this league that, you know, whatever, you're not – you don't have any real special feelings necessarily toward because it's so exciting where we're going. But this is one of the places, like, it really, not in baseball, but in football and basketball, like, Kansas State's got cool facilities. They got great fans, great atmospheres. Bramlage Coliseum is a, a really great venue. Uh, this is one of the places I will miss, you know. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the case with, you know, <laughs> you uh, Iowa State. You're not going to miss going there in football, but – in yeah, basketball, that's a cool sure. environment. So there will yep, be those right. situations where other sports uh, will hit you differently than just the the football uh, guys out there that are like, ah, oh, it's just better all the way around. Well, it's not in some situations, certain sports. Yeah, I will not miss Lubbock, Texas in any sport. I will not miss Lubbock, Texas. But uh, eh, Bramlage Coliseum, yeah. I probably won't cry tonight, but there'll be a little moment where I look around, TJ, you know, and take it in like an emotional moment, you know. That You're going to cry? I'll hear some piano music in the back of my brain. Right. Look around one more time before heading up the tunnel. <laughs> hey, <laughs> guess who's here? Kevin Henry. Kevin Henry His is here. His mental alarm woke him. He will join us live out of this commercial break. We are in Manhattan. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Is this Tool? This is Soundgarden. Okay. Go ahead, Teach. Say what you need to say, and then we're going to have a 
deep conversation here. This hour brought to you by RK Blatt. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Fax, printer, copier, scanner, document management, network solutions, so much more. RKBlatt.com, 405-943-9800. You want to say hi to Kev? Hi, Kev. Hey, TJ. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's good. I, I played Spoon Man by Soundgarden there just for you. <laughs> spoon Man. <laughs> no use for a spoon. What are you grinning about this morning? Me? Yeah. I'm just happy to be alive, man. Just, is that what it is? Yeah. It looks like you're up to something. No, no, no. No? Happy to be down here with you. And I was telling him about your uh, – you had uh, – is it Andrew? Is that the new guy on the trip? Yeah. How you had Andrew cornered last night with all your – Superhero stories, well, spoons and alarm clocks, and well, I don't know if I've if they're they're not superhero stories, but what they are is just getting to know him, and uh, yeah. I think I've met him before, but I wasn't sure, so I wanted to reintroduce myself to him and welcome him to the the table at dinner, right, and fill him in on on your quirks a little bit. I think you might have been the one to. Fill well, I didn't him say in. anything. I was begging everybody. I was like, "Come on, now, we don't need to go down this road again." <laughs> We all know you don't. You eat ice cream with a fork. <laughs> it tastes just the same. It tastes better. Yeah. It tastes better. It tastes better. It tastes better. <laughs> How does it change the taste of it? It just. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have asked frozen. that question. <laughs> what do you mean it's frozen? It's frozen, so it stays on the fork. And I, I like using forks. I don't use spoons. Any other questions, TJ? <laughs> no. No, Your Honor. <laughs> um. What do you think about tonight? It's a big game. You know, yeah, it, it does feel bad. We said that every night, though, man. They're all like, big. We can't afford to lose this one. They're all so big. And you, you watched, I know you watched the Texas game. I'm sure you watched Texas and Houston last night. And that was just such a, just a fight. And it's, it's typical Big 12 basketball. I mean, that game, big, huge environment and just two teams that didn't want to give up. And that's that's what you have all across the board, up and down this the standings here is just games, and Texas fell to three and five, and and, uh, and Houston's a really good team. You mentioned it last segment; they may go to the Final Four, they may win it all. I mean, they're they're that good. I think they might be my favorite right now to win it all. They do all phases of the game, and they play so hard. It's just a different level of toughness, and just the way that they play, and they just get after it. And they got great guard play, which you have to have in the tourney. They rebound the snot out of the basketball they got a really good coach like if you're you're talking about like the one seeds right now who you got you got purdue north carolina connecticut who else would be up there that's probably like i like kelvin better than all those other coaches yeah no doubt and, and they just got a taste last year so they got that kind of we got close and we're hungry and we want i don't know i think they may be my pick right now they've got great post play great guard play great coaching and they have guys that'll all give up their body for the basketball you you saw it i mean they'll they'll jump through the roof they'll jump through the backboard they'll go through people they go into the third row to save a ball from going i mean it's just all up and down and a lot of the the hustle plays you expect those the smart plays you expect those out of those upperclassmen i mean they got a freshman down there that's like playing way beyond his years i didn't know he's a freshman yeah 18 years old yeah for this league to do the things that they're doing. You think they can guard Edie? Yeah. Like, as well as – I mean, nobody really can. Yeah. But, like, I think they got as good of a shot as anybody just to 
with athleticism to kind of be able to handle him a little bit. So. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he they're good, man. And, again, I know we got K-State tonight, and, and K-State's good. And at home they're really good, and they do the same thing. I mean, they may not have the guard play like U of H and, uh, you know, those types of things that we just watched. I mean, that's that was an elite team last night. But, but K-State is – they're really good as well. Um, K-State's numbers are interesting. They get almost all their production from their guards – very little from their front line. They turn it over a ton. But in this building, obviously, as you mentioned, they, they can overwhelm teams. I watched K-State in non-conference play. Uh, Clayton Custer, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Give him a round of applause. There he is. I watched uh, K-State non-comp play. Wasn't impressed. I thought this is a major step back from the team that went to the Elite Eight last year. Didn't they lose the USC? I'll have to look at their uh, First schedule First game here. of the year. Yeah, is that right? Yep. Opener? Mm-hmm. Um it, but they seem like they've found a different gear in conference play. Now, they've lost two in a row, but it was at Iowa State, not Houston. And everybody, a lot of people are going to lose at those places. So it seems like they've started to dial it in here a little bit. So what, like, what would be your scouting report on these guys tonight? Well, you've got to guard a three-point line. At home, these guys, the, the guard play is really good. Um, I, I feel like you're right. Early in the season, they were a little shaky. I think they had some. Uh, some issues. Uh, the kid left the seat, left the team, transferred, whatever, midseason. Um, uh, Naquan Tomlin, I yeah, think. That's he, right. Yeah. yeah. So they had that going on in December or whenever it was, November. Lost December. to USC by 13. Yeah. Lost to Miami by eight. That was in some attorney. Uh, Lost to Nebraska by 16. Scored 46 points against those guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I no, you. just, it, it, but they uh, they play hard at home, they make threes at home. Uh, like I said, the guard play. I like Tyler Perry. I think he's a really good player. He hasn't scored it like he's capable. But just like Stan Weber just said, he's got to run the show. And they, they thought he was going to be able to play off the ball a little bit, but he's got to handle it a lot. He's got to shoot it, or he's got to distribute it. And so uh, they're a different different type of team. And, yes, they've kind of hit their stride um, lately. I, I didn't expect them to come back. And they've won some really close games. I think they beat Baylor in a, in a one-possession game. Overtime. By yeah. four. Yeah. And so it's Beat just, OSU. Remember, they had to come from deep to beat OSU, but they beat them by four here. Yep. So it's just a – that's just this league. You you can't explain some stuff. All, all you can do is just say that's just the Big 12. Uh, good, good. They did have some good non-con wins. They beat Villanova in overtime, although Nova's turning out to be a little shaky this year. Uh, they beat Providence in overtime, who we saw – Providence looks like they got a chance to get into the field now. They're playing really good ball. And they won a game at LSU. Uh, that was their SEC challenge game down there. Uh, beat them pretty handily by by 15. I feel like that um, personnel-wise, tell me if you agree with this. Personnel-wise, this is a pretty good matchup. I think that that Oklahoma matches up well with them. Maybe even slight advantage to OU personnel-wise over these guys. The venue is the difference. Like, we're, we're playing in, in their place, and they're mad, and the refs have given them the short straw, and they're going to be boisterous tonight. So you're going to have to overcome that. But I don't see an area necessarily in this matchup where, like a Hunter Dickinson, for example, where I'm like, uh, how are we going to handle him? Um, Dylan DeSue, I was like, I don't know, who's guarding that guy? I don't see one of those on this K-State team. Arthur Kaluma is a really nice player. Maybe he's the answer. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But matchup-wise, I feel like this is a pretty good matchup. I was going to mention Kaluma. I really like his game. I think he's good. He's a big, strong post player. But um, all across the board, the rest of the way, I think we match up very well with him. As a matter of fact, I think we have the edge in some 
positions yeah. on the floor. I think Javion McCollum is really good. I think Javion can have a chance to, to – He's got to score some more. He, he is, and, and he will. He will. He's, a, he's that type of player. We've seen him. I mean, he's, he's had a little bit of a, uh, you know, a dip a little bit here lately, but he's capable. The matchup is <clears throat> favorable for him to, to, you know, go off for, you know, 18. I mean, this is a game that he can get 18-20. Um, and, and he's done good on the road, and so I like. Uh, he has done good on the road. Yeah. Wonder why that. He seems like he kind of likes the. Well, the I think, bad guy role. A yeah, bit. he does, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys do. And I think it's a lot of times some players look at it as it's a lot less pressure when you're playing on the road, and when you're at huh. home, you have all your friends and family there, and so they're watching and they're you know wanting to. You know, they're, they're seeing you. They're watching right there in the arena with you. When you go on the road, it's just the, the handful of, you know, people that are on this, this travel party with us. Right. So it, it makes it – it's a little bit different perspective when you go play road games. Uh, I feel like – and we talked to Porter in the pregame interview about this. I, I feel like, like, he – there's a lot of things that you got to do better if you're going to find wins. But if they could just get him to play in like he was early in the season. Brock Morris, ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. There he is. Um, then – you know, 15, 20 points a game out of him. Not only does that help with a scoring punch, but all of a sudden, all the eyes on the defense start to look at we got to who's we got to help with him because he's so quick he can get to the basket, and that frees up everybody else on the offensive end too. It, it frees up Lowe's. It frees up Otega. It frees up those guys down low because they are pre- they're pressuring. They're, they, they're all the attentions on you know one or two players. And here's the thing. You know, just like, you know, the Sooners circle players on their scouting report, other teams do the same thing. And so who's the guy that gets circled every game for the Sooners? Obviously, J.V. McCollum. And so they circle him. They try to face guard him. Don't let him catch it. Don't let him get a, a touch out top or whatever else. And But it's hard because you have another post player or another guard in, in Milo's Usain, they can do stuff as well. So playing Javin and Lowe's, if those two guys could ever play at their best at the same time, I mean, this team is – spectacular but what happens is teams are good they they have other good guards as well so they you know try to shut one of them down and make the other one be the ball handler make one the other one be the scorer and so it makes it difficult but if yes if if Javen can go off and he can get going early it opens it up for guys like Otega who need to you know put his head down and go get to the basket a lot of times he's you know kind of looking for shooting tough twos instead just drive that thing to the basket he has so much success when he can get an alley and yeah. just go by somebody he's so athletic Where you get, you're gonna foul me or stop me one right or two. Yeah. and he just, he just puts his head down and goes straight to the basket and those are the plays that he made early in the season it wasn't just you know a handful of games it was every game early on now obviously big 12 play team scout you so much better they know you so much better when you get into league play so it's a little bit different but um if those if javen can get going it opens it up for the guards but it also opens it up for those post players that are down there that are you know waiting for a touch waiting for uh, chances those ball screens if those teams jump out there and hedge hard then you got big john rolling to the basket or sam godwin rolling to the basket those are open opportunities that the sooners have to capitalize on last thing this is a really generic basketball statement but I feel like they've got to do a better job, especially if you're going to win on the road, of doing the little things well. And I get, and that's a very generic statement. But, for example, if you remember the end of the half on Saturday, shot clock's off, OU's got the, the ball last. Los went early. Took a shot with like eight, ten seconds left. Gave them too much time. They got fouled, made two free throws, you lose the game by one. Yeah. Uh, free throws in general, OU missed nine, Texas Tech was great. You know, if you're going to play close basketball games, those are the kind of little things like if you're just a little bit smarter, you win by two instead of lose by one. So, 
if you're going to win in this place tonight, they're going to have to do the the little things like that much better. Well, the coaching staff stresses all the little things, and they tell them. And one of the comments in the locker room, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Waldo. He, he stood up and told the guys, like, hey, guys, we have to do the little things. This is why coach always stresses all the little things. And this was before the coaching staff walked in. I was in there uh, with them early, and, and so I just was standing in the back and just listening. And uh, That's cool. So he got up and addressed the team? Yeah, he told yeah. them, like, hey, guys, we have. this is why the coaches always stress to us do the little things because the little plays matter. And there's so many little plays. Obviously, in that game against Tech, there was ten little plays. But if you take care of one or two or three of them, it's the difference in the game. Just do the smart thing. Do the basketball play. I like that when a player gets up and kind of – Holds everybody else accountable. Waldo's really good. playing good ball right now. He's playing really good. The guys respect him. He's an older guy. He's one mm-hmm. of the, you know, him and Trey are the guys that don't have eligibility left after this year. And so Waldo and Trey are two guys. This is that, their last chance to get to the tourney. This is it. They're desperate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Way to go. Uh, go get breakfast after this? Yeah. Okay. Hang around. All right. TJ, say goodbye to Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, TJ. You too. We'll take a break. Back in Manhattan after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hi, welcome back to Manhattan. Little Apple tonight, Octagon of Doom. This place has so many nicknames, TJ. Bramlage Coliseum. We were talking about that uh, uh, last night. I think Kevin brought it up, actually. How we need a, uh, you know, the Palace on the Prairie is a pretty good nickname. We need a nickname for uh, our basketball arena, baseball stadium, so forth and so on. And uh, I was like, well, there are some cool basketball arenas out there. Like the Octagon of Doom, that's a cool nickname, right? Oh, very cool, yeah. Uh, The Fog, which is a person's name, but still it's kind of cool. You've got the Pit in Albuquerque. Great. You've got the Barn in Minnesota, which we've never played in, but I would love to play there. Super cool arena up there. You're a little bit like the floor's elevated, kind of like it is at Vanderbilt. Um, but there aren't a lot of them. Like, we were having a hard time finding other basketball arenas that have a nickname other than just, like, shortening. Like, Bud Walton Arena in Arkansas, they call it the Bud. Well, that's not really a nickname, you know. Um, Gallagher Iaba Arena, the GIA. That's mm-hmm. not a nickname. We're just no. picking out initials. LNC, there. yeah. LNC. So uh, I was asking uh, uh, Seth, who is the trainer with the team here. He was at uh, Mississippi State before he came here. So I was asking him, is there any arenas in the SEC that have nicknames? And he came up with the uh, – Florida's is called the O-Dome because it's like the O'Connell Center or something like that. That's kind of a nickname. But he was struggling to find other – there's not a lot of basketball arenas that have good nicknames, like the Octagon of Doom. So, anyway, you, you think of any? Not the besides, pit's probably the most famous one. Yeah. The Fog, the Pit. You've named most of the ones that I would think of. You're right. Yeah. I guess I guess that I would think a lot more would have nicknames than what you're. Yeah. Coming up with so that's somebody weird. out there is well is it would text us. I'm sure there's. There's some we're forgetting. You know, Hilton Coliseum, they talk about Hilton Magic and stuff like that, but it's still it's Hilton Coliseum. Um, Missouri, I don't think. I can't. Anyway, I can't, I can't think of a bunch. So, 
Anyway, uh, side topic. I'm sure we got some text messages to get to here, Teach. Let's empty that out before we go to Plank. Oh, let's see here. Um, Despite all the KSU stats, the only question that matters is Doug Sermon officiating our game tonight. He is not. Uh, He is not. I don't think you're allowed to do back-to-back games for a team. So uh, that yeah, we we will not see him again until the weekend at the earliest, and I doubt we see him on Orlando. Uh, we'll probably get some East Coast refs out there, but um, I know Jeb Hartness tonight, and I can't remember the other two. But no Doug Sermons tonight. One in ten in the last eleven with Doug Sermons in Big Twelve games. I can't find the text now, but I did see it a minute ago. Someone had done some research for the uh, listener. Uh, asking about the games on the Varsity app. And yeah. they're saying that they were able to go back and find games all the way to September and that it looks like the Houston-Texas game was posted as soon as like 11.45 last night. So it looks like that is okay. the case. So so it's posted uh, within a couple hours. Some type of archival area there, yeah. And they, and they keep it for a while, maybe for the, maybe for the uh, uh, academic year. So maybe they, they keep it like because we, we can go back and listen to football games on there for the past like. football season. Yeah, that's what okay. it sounded like on that text. Yeah. Uh, today, hey, I, hey, by the way, yeah. all the baseball games this year are going to be on the Varsity Network app. Even uh, even the early ones that are on the ref, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll run it through. Uh, I mean, we'll do it on platforms. our app too. Right. Correct. We want people to listen to the ref. Listen app to the ref too. app. Yes. But I'm just letting you know uh, for archival purposes. I don't well, know true. that we yeah. do that on ours. No, we don't. We don't uh, post those on ours. That okay, take up a ton of room. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be the perfect spot. Uh, listening live from uh, south of Playa del Carmen this morning, I'm going to ask oh. around in the area about TJ's involvement in any international rooster fighting down here. It's from Colorado. <laughs> Thank you very much. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it, TJ? <laughs> I was just telling Jenny. This weekend, I was like, we got to find a couple of days. I like I need a break. We got to find a couple of days to get away and do, you know, go somewhere and Playa del Carmen teach. Huh? Doesn't that sound wonderful right now? You're hinting at something as if you need to tell me about some days. I can't find anything. I'm not hinting at you. I can't find a break in the calendar right now that wouldn't require me missing a game or two, which I'm not going to do. So I don't I think I'm out of luck until June. But, uh, you know, every once in a while you kind of hit a. And a period where you're like, you know, teach. Yeah. yeah you don't because you take a vacation every month. That's not but true. For the rest of us that work hard, it, every once in a while you're like, boy, I need a little getaway. I'm, a, I mean, I'm at that right now. This person is upset at Parker Thune. Says he continues to support the Texas Aggie NIL by stopping at Bucky's regularly. <laughs> Wow. Which, is Bucky's a part of the NIL for A&M? I, I've heard that, but I don't know if that's Jim and Arlington and some others making that up. I know that the owners do contribute to A&M, so maybe that's why they say that. Oh. So. Okay. Um, we're a loves. We're loves, Teach. We're loves. Sure. Yeah. Except when I'm in the Denton area, then I'm a Bucky's guy. So, although this last trip down there this past weekend – I just waved, waved with a tear in my eye and kept driving past Bucky's. We did not stop going or leaving the uh, DFW area. So, I will stop at Bucky's only to use the restroom. Lovely restrooms. Cleanest Great around. Great restrooms. Yeah. 
I will not give them a dime of my money, TJ. Have you ever had a Bucky Nugget? Come on, you'd be handing over all your money. Oh, I've had lots of Buckies. Yeah, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to play the company role. <laughs> I like their barbecue ch- chopped beef sandwiches. Like, look at this. Who knew I needed a Bucky's uh, St. Patrick's Day shirt? But there it is. It is getting a little overcrowded, though. I'm going to be honest with you. It's getting a little. Uh, that's not getting. It is. It's like. It didn't used to be as shoulder to shoulder as it is now, but oh no! There's it's... a new one going in north of Waco, right there where the uh, interstate splits. Yeah, uh, there's a new one going in right there, right at the split of the interstate, Dallas Fort Worth split. Good. What's, what's that town? Good. Bucky needs some more money. Yeah. Break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up here in Manhattan next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. New year, new ride, new you. You find the new for all of you at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And visions are here. New 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $57.50 off MSRP, plus an additional $750 conquest rebate for qualified buyers. Drive to the best, just 15 minutes west. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. I am Noble McIntyre, attorney at McIntyre Law. I started my practice almost 30 years ago with one purpose in mind, to obtain full justice for Oklahomans injured because of someone else's negligence. I've seen firsthand what happens when someone has to go against a multi-billion dollar insurance company alone. And I've seen the additional harm done to someone who was already a victim. At McIntyre Law, we are committed to obtaining full justice for our clients. Contact McIntyre Law at 405-917-5200 or visit us at McIntyreLaw.com. OEC Fiber brings you the power of fiber optic technology right to your doorstep. Experience seamless streaming, lag-free gaming, and smooth video calls with OEC Fiber. But that's not all. With OEC Fiber, you get top-notch member and subscriber service and competitive pricing. Visit our website at www.oecfiber.com or call 405-217-6868 to sign up today. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the SPATS balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a SPATS balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. You've seen children at their best and at other times, and you still love them. If you've got love to give, we've got foster children who need it. Visit okfosters.org to learn more about becoming a foster parent. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. What would it take for you to bring your whole self to work? At Oklahoma Human Services, your whole self can help a whole lot of people. Visit okdhs.org careers to learn more. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the bathroom, if your shower can fill a one gallon bucket in less than 20 seconds, replace the shower head with a water efficient one. They are cheap, easy to install, and can save you up to 750 gallons a month. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately so does something else, childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. Yeah, it's time for the crossover. Brought to you by the Ortho Central Hand Center. The Ortho Central Hand Center offers cutting-edge treatment and expert care. Visit orthocentralok.com. And now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Welcome in, Plank. Crossover time. Good morning at Plank Show. How are you at T-Row OU? Good trip to Manhattan yesterday. When did you guys leave? Uh, five o'clock, five so o'clock central. Yeah, so we flew bad. out of uh, Westheimer. <gasps> Haven't done that yet this year, so uh, that was kind of cool. That kind of well, for guys like myself, it's awesome. For guys like you, it does kind of stink because that's a that yeah, is a little farther, a little farther. Oh, you know, big deal. It is and very cool whenever you relative. fly back in, uh, because the views you get of yeah. like Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, if the lights are on too, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty yeah. awesome, man. You get into like metrics like Ken Palm and things like that? I I am not smart enough to truly understand them, but I love to hear about them if that makes sense. Yeah. I was look I was just kind of uh looking at the defensive metrics. Yeah, I They've saw got, what Fran like posted good. yesterday about Houston. Oh, what did he post? He posted that Houston is on course to be like the best team ever in the Kimpon rankings for offensive and defensive efficiency. 
ever. Wow. Yeah. They are number one in uh, defensive efficiency, and it ain't close. <laughs> like Tennessee's number two, and there's seven, six and a half points difference between I'm representing them. Representing this, right? If you, if you just look at the Big Twelve, it's fascinating because OU's 27 in defensive efficiency. That's really good. That's really um, good. But they're behind. Like Houston is one. Iowa State's four. UCF is eight. We see them Saturday. Uh, Cincinnati, 17. Kansas State tonight's 22. (laughs) BYU's 24. Kansas, 25. So they're behind all those teams at 27. Wow. And 27 being good. Let me me make sure I clean up my mess on the the Fran tweet. He said that uh, according to Kim Palm's numbers – Houston's numbers indicate it's the best defense relative to the national average in many years, and it's occurring in a season where the national average in offensive efficiency is the best in history. So if you looked at Texas's or Houston's 2024 defense, uh, it's it's the best. Uh, they're going back to 1997 Kentucky, and it's uh, like what what 105.841, whatever these numbers mean, I have no idea. But uh, among some of the top teams, Texas Tech of 19, Kentucky of 15, Virginia of 18, uh, and Kentucky of 97, Houston is better than all of them defensively. So The yeah. other category that he likes or that he has that I like is the luck category. I love that category. Which I don't know exactly what goes into that. But it kind of involves, based on your offensive and defensive metrics, your record should be this. But it's really this, which mm. means you're getting some calls or you're getting a lucky bounce or something like that. The team that has that is the highest in the luck category in the Big 12. Ooh, can I guess? By a bunch. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, highest in the luck category by a bunch. They, in other words, they are the luckiest team in the Big 12, and it ain't close. TCU? No. No? Got to be Kansas. No. Who is it? Texas Tech. Ah, oh, it's right there in front of my face. There's a reason they're five and one. <laughs> they're I mean, lucky because the team they played missed nine free throws on Saturday. <laughs> well, like that, you know. I mean, that's like, did they play great free throw defense? I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that factors into that. Is uh, the next highest Big Twelve team, by the way, is Kansas State in the luck category. OU is uh, way down. They're like 200 and something. Uh, So they are negative in the luck. They're 215th in the luck category. They should have basically one win more than they do based on whatever that means. Mm, It was right there in front of my face. How can I not think of it? It makes sense. Well, we've been saying it, Teach, I, and I, I, I think it starts tonight. I, I am not convinced Texas Tech is as good as their record shows that they are. So uh, they are due a losing streak, and I think TCU is going to start that tonight for them. They got, what, 20, 27 from a guy on Saturday? Right. That, there you go. <laughs> I mean, out of out – of, and again, don't get me wrong, good score, but he hadn't had 20-plus since, like, the non-con against a softy, so. Which means Day-Day Ames goes for 32 tonight. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The guy we haven't said a word about right. on three hours of radio teach will have a career high tonight. You're right. Hey, by the way, our second day day in uh, in a week. Very popular week name. Very popular yeah. name. 
All right, Chris, have a great show today. We are ready to roll. KJ Kindler and uh, Ginny Bronchek this hour, T-Row. Should be fun. Awesome, awesome. Thanks to uh, Stan Weber and Kevin Henry for joining us today. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 tonight for OUK State. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.